0: Thank you so much for your faithfulness to us. Um, Jesus is really doing a lot of great things and I'll give you an update real quick. Mexico is doing really good. Our, uh, our pioneer village churches are, are moving and they're going. We, it, we moved to Mexico in 1997 to be church planting missionaries there <clears throat> And in 2003, we moved to a place to pioneer, to start something from scratch. And so, this past summer, we celebrated 20 years of being there, and and it, it was really cool. And and uh, people are being saved and baptized, and national pastors are functioning, and it's like doesn't need a whole lot of missionary work there. And if essential, like we got something going, the gospel has native roots and we're really happy about that. We're still there, but, but it's doing great. Um, we've expanded, we have, uh, other missionaries that we worked with in the past that we're working with again. And all those churches were kind of coalescing together. We're probably all of us together in about a hundred villages and, and that's really cool. And then we have the village global Jason and Nicole Fitzpatrick, uh, whom I believe that you're, you're also getting some traction, traction and focusing with the Village Global helping. Um, Nicole has been rescuing children for like 15 years. It's over a thousand children. It's, sometimes it happens every week. Children are being rescued from human trafficking and severe neglect. Um, they also have a drug rehab program where they work with about, I don't know how many, 70 or 80 addicts at any one given time. And then they also have village churches. So Mexico is, is, is like, it's moving, it's going, it's thriving. We're still there. We're still on the ground. Uh, we, we have focus for expansion and there's plenty of villages with no gospel still. And so we're, we're focused and motivated on, for, for that. Um, Nicaragua, we have village churches in Nicaragua. It's really cool. Also, that's happening. National pastors are working. We have the coffee farm and Rootline Coffee Company. Yay. Thank you, Jesus. All, all of you go to Dripping Springs. We have a coffee shop open there. It's right by the junior high school. And so it's Jesus coffee. And I'm just not one of those people who, you know, want to put an this fish on something and claim that it's great. It really is good coffee. And so uh, Jesus helped us do that. You all know some of that. Some of you helped us with that. Um, But this this last year, we started doing something we've never done. And um, the Lord kind of touched me to partner, us, Mountain Gateway, to partner with a ministry called Shake the Nations, run by a guy, an evangelist named Nathan Morris, and he does mass crusades. Well, uh, the Lord kind of put us together, and, and the Lord gave me this idea. What if we did a mass evangelism event within reach of every single person in the entire country of Nicaragua? And so the Lord worked some pretty amazing miracles. We're working together with 6,000 churches, almost every church in the in the entire country. We've had seven mass evangelism crusades. We started in February and we have one more next weekend, actually as our last one for the year. We're going to do 13 more next year. We've had right at 650,000 people come and tens of thousands of people are responding to the call, have responded to the call to meet Jesus in so many miracles we don't know. And I have a, a really short video that gives you uh, kind of a compilation of the first seven crusades. And I just want to show you that, number one, because Shake the Nation has put the video together and we don't have a video department. <laughs> and uh, it is something that you're helping us with and so it's kind of an add-on what we've done um we're still doing everything that we've been doing and we're advancing and growing there and then the lord added this to what we're doing now The blood of Jesus is over your life. Porque cuando la sangre de Cristo está sobre tu vida, the devil cannot enter. El diablo no puede entrar. Say hallelujah! ¡Fuerte aleluya! Cristo te ama y él ha dado una puerta abierta para que pueden entrar y tener una relación personal con Dios only one name given under heaven by which men shall be saved. You want to know that name? His name is Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. Lord Jesus, Señor Jesús, I believe. Yo creo. You are the Christ. Que tú eres el Cristo. The Son of God. El Hijo de Dios. I give you my heart. entrego mi corazón. I give you my life. Te entrego mi vida. Wash me in your precious blood. en tu preciosa sangre. There is power, power in the blood of Jesus Christ. Yeah, only Jesus can do something like that. Um, you know, Nicaragua's had its challenges, especially in recent years. And um, some of you know some about that. The government was, we have lots of favor with the government somehow. I don't know Jesus did that. And they're saying, yes, there's no, they're, not, they're not putting any barriers to the pro- proclamation of the gospel and uh, whatever space we procure fills up with people. And um, the, last, the last meeting that we did last month, the town that we did it outside of, the population of that town's 55,000 people, 60,000 people crammed into the field. And so um, that's not my fault. <laughs> That's God's fault. And I want to talk for just a few minutes about the Holy Spirit and His work in us and in the earth. Because this is all His work. You you are all engaged in His work in Austin and the surrounding areas. We are commissioning some new graduates of our Academy who have responded to the call to dedicate their time to participate with the Holy Spirit and what he wants to do in different places. And so I just wanna read some scripture and I don't know how much we'll get through today because I have a pile of Scripture, and it's just better to let the Bible talk anyway than than me. Um, but there's 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 sometimes some confusing things because we have God in the equation, we have people in the equation, and the Holy Spirit is an extraordinary gift to us all. This earth. So let's just start. The Bible says in John 14, 16 through 17, and then 26, it says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives in you and will be in you. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, Will teach you all things, and will remind you of everything I have said to you. In John sixteen five to fourteen, it says, "But now I go, but now I go away to Him who sent me, and none of you asked me where are you going. Where are you going? But because I've said these things to you, sorrow fills your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away." For if I don't go away, the helper will not come to you, but if I depart, I will send him to you. And the helper here that he's talking about is the Holy Spirit. And when Jesus left, we got an advantage. We were not disadvantaged because the Lord left the earth. He hasn't left us as orphans, he says. He sent us something, and he sent us someone. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to the, my father and to see you no more. And of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come and he will glorify me for he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. Y'all like we're toast without the Holy ghost. I'll say it again. We are toast without the Holy ghost. Like, I don't know if you, if there's a whole, there's so much stuff here that I can't park on. But the truth is not information. It's not not a series of ordered thoughts. The truth is a spirit, the Holy Spirit. And we so desperately need to know the truth. Because it's the truth that makes us free. Information doesn't make us free. The Holy Spirit and His power makes us free free three big picture things that he does he convicts of sin he lets us know the difference between right and wrong he lets us know when we're off he exists in the world because he is the standard he is righteousness Holiness and peace. He's the source of what sin... He's the source of knowledge for what sin is. And from him we get our understanding of what this means. He also is the source for what righteousness is. So the only way that we can know the difference... Between the two. Is because of the presence of the Holy Spirit. It's not information. It's not moral constructs. It's not what religion says. It's not what society accepts. It's not what the constitution of countries determine. Is just or unjust. It is the spirit of God. And only the spirit of God. He is the measure. That's unmovable and unchangeable. It doesn't modernize. Okay, and there's two functions for the Holy Spirit. One is he works inside us. The other is he works outside of us. In our lives, if we love God, the Spirit of God comes inside and he he makes a difference. He does things, He changes, He orients things. He also comes upon us for our interaction with others. And these are two separate things, they're not the same. According to the scripture, it says in John... John chapter 20, verse 22, it says, and when he said this, he breathed upon them and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. The King James says, receive ye the Holy Spirit. And this word receive has a preposition tacked upon the end of it in Greek. Epsilon nu, it means internally, from within. Receive inside you. The Holy Spirit. And this is the biggest, greatest, most distinctive thing. This is the difference between Old Covenant and New Covenant. This is God's greater, more advantaged plan for us. God living inside. This makes all the difference. This is what gives us personal relational connectivity with God. It says in 1 Corinthians that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. The residence of God, the dwelling place of God on this earth is inside us. And this is an amazing thing. That's why we have this advantage. But we as full gospel people, as charismatic people, as Pentecostal people, get something confused quite often. And I want to work on that confusion. So let me teach just a little bit. This is called being filled with the Holy Spirit. John chapter 20, this preposition, Epsilon Nu, from within. Ask me and I will give you rivers of living water. Welling up from within. God wants to put the whole river inside you. He's not just interested in us just taking a drink. Because when you take a drink, you get thirsty. And to put a river there so that our source is never ending. There's some things about this internal residency of the Holy Spirit. It has some dynamics that the Bible teaches us. Then there's this other thing. That we can read about in Acts chapter 1. Both the Holy Spirit, two different functions. Remember, He works internally in us and He also works externally. Jesus said in John 20, receive internally the Holy Spirit. Now He's fixing to talk about the Holy Spirit externally, two separate things that are inseparably connected by with, and for God, it is one spirit, but two expressions, two purposes, two functions. Listen to the scripture, Acts one verse four through eight, it says, and while staying with him, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the father, which he said, you heard me, you, which you, Which, he said, you heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. This is just confusing sometimes. Jesus said, receive inside you the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit comes comes in us. The baptism in the Spirit of God is us in the Holy Spirit. Or the Holy Spirit around us. On us. You see, so when they come together, they ask. Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? He said, it's beyond your pay grade. Sorry, Hal Lindsay, you got it wrong. Okay, it's not for you to know the time seasons that the father hath fixed upon his own authority, but you will receive power. Everybody say power. power. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, not in you. John 20 is the Holy Spirit in you. Acts 1 is the Holy Spirit on you. Think of it this way. In you to walk true, on you for others. Everybody say this. In you to walk true, on you for others. What's external is external. What's internal is internal. External has a set of gifts. Internal has a basket of fruit. External has a bunch of really cool, high-powered, high-precision tools. Internal is the ability to use those tools. Both are charged with power internal is about the transformation and the development of the inner man the personal relationship with jesus and your character external is about our interaction with others for the kingdom of God. You cannot separate these two dynamics. Some people just want to park out in the, in the internal. Uh, I, you know, and, and so we've had wars in the kingdom over these things. But this is true what I'm telling you. John baptized you with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, are you going to restore the kingdom? Verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And what? You will be my witnesses. This is all external. This is between me and someone else. He's not leaving out the between me and God because the internal thing is what determines what kind of person I am. If I'm nice or I'm not nice. If I'm polite or if I'm rude. If I love well or I don't love well. Remember, internal has a basket of fruit. External has some amazing gifts of power. And these things are charged with God's power. But there's two big differences that I want us to understand. And the difference between how these things operate with God's power has caused great confusion. The gifts of God, which are charged with his power, they work. So does the fruit of God, it works. But the gifts of God are permanent. Once you get them, you got them. And it has nothing whatsoever to do with the internal condition of the other part of the equation. Now the internal thing, this is all the relational intimacy equity that we have. This takes maintenance. This takes effort. And this takes intentionality. anointing doesn't takes a zero intentionality. Filling takes utter daily intentionality, and I can prove it. You can have one without the other. You can either have internal without the external. You can also have external and your internal be a mess. you know. Um, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but we've had lots of scandals in the, in, in the last number of years. It's, it's really been going on since the fall of man, but we have the megachurch phenomenon, and we have lots of big ministries, and there's lots of horsepower and lots of visible. And now we have social media, and we have, have all these things. And how, how many of you have known that sometimes heroes fall? And it certainly happened in my lifetime, right? So how does that work? What about all of the things that the anointing accomplishes? Accomplishes, and then we find out that uh oh, the guy that was the tip of the spear there had something wrong etern- internally. What does that mean? What happens about all the people that were saved and healed? Is it a fraud? Is it this or that or the other? What about all the disillusionments? I don't understand how God can do that. Why would God leave that guy in that saddle for so long? And then, and, 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 and. I don't understand. Do you know there's collateral damage all over the country because we don't understand the difference between internal and external and how it works? Everybody with me? Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through 23. This is the internal components of the Holy Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Nine really awesome things that are filled with power. But these things, they impact our use of the external. They impact and set the tone and perspective of something that happens between us and other people. But they also determine the quality of our life between ourself and God and others also. Right? Look at Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 through 21. But I say walk by the spirit and you will not gratify, gratify the desires of the flesh. Where do desires re- reside? internally for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit where desires internally are against the flesh for these are opposed to each other and they keep you from doing the things that you want to but if you're led by the spirit you're not under the law now the works of the flesh are evident sexual immorality impurity sensuality on and on and on these things are internal everybody agree now, concerning spiritual gifts, 1 Corinthians 12. Brothers, I don't want you to be uninformed. Now, let's talk about the external. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols. However, you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one's speaking. Now, is speaking internal or external? In this context, it's external. Verse four, now these are the varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. They're varieties of service. Everybody say service. Is service internal or external? Varieties of activities are activities, internal or or external. It is the same God who empowers, everybody say empowers. Them all and everyone to each is given the manifestation, internal or external. We see the result of fruit, but the manifestations of the gifts of God impact something. What are they? Gifts of healing. When healing manifests, is that internal or external? It may heal someone's body, but it's from me towards someone else, it's external. Do you see that? Utterances of wisdom. I'm saying something that can be helpful for someone else the working of miracles, prophecy, distinguishing between spirits, various kinds of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. These are two different lanes, the tools of ministry, the charismatic or the empowerment gifts that come on my life when I'm interacting for and with someone else, have a specific purpose. And the, and the fruit of God that comes in my life as a result of the same spirit also have a purpose, but the purposes are different. They cross together, but they're different. You see, the Bible says in John 20, receive the Holy Spirit. He did not say receive the baptism. He just came and baptized. Receiving means we have to be willing. But the baptism, he just did. The New Testament baptism is the same as Old Testament anointing. Power, authority, ability to get things done. These are God. In you to walk true, upon you for others. In you love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Why? So that you can be faithful, so that you can be full of righteousness, so that you can live in holiness, so that you can not bring shame to the name of Jesus, Yourself and those you love. Upon you, power, signs, wonders, and miracles. These are different. Everybody with me? Power is for ministering to others, it is external. Romans eleven twenty nine. it says, the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. They are, some words, some translations say irrevocable. They cannot be undone. And this is what causes confusion. How can he? I never would have thought that about him. I never thought we would be here with this person. Make sense? Why? Why can there be such a dichotomy? Why would God do this? Because I don't know if you've noticed, it keeps happening. Not so, like Something like 60% of the leaders in the Old Testament failed morally. Did you realize that? Why does he keep picking people to be leaders then? It's because of his love. When the Holy Spirit comes upon us, he is expressing himself toward another person with us. When he comes in us, he is expressing his love to us. Two different things. And look, his love works in two directions. In me, to me, for me, all about me. That's one direction. His love at the same time works in me, through me, to others. The anointing is for God expressing his love to others. Gifts are him expressing his love to others. It's not just about the minister who's anointed or who has the gift. The reason for the gifting is we are his ambassadors on this earth. And does the Bible not say that nothing can separate us from the love of god okay so if love goes in two directions what if what if nothing can separate me as a minister from him expressing himself with me towards somebody else you see Because if if the minister has some kind of secret gross sin in his life, doesn't negate the expression of the love of God toward him inside him, does it? Nobody would argue with that. The ministry is God's expressing himself with an instrument toward someone else so if, we, if if we if we if we're willing to say god will continue to express his love and in the moment that somebody messes up it's not a god's love god god's it's not a problem with god's love redemption exists thank god everybody raise your hand right okay so what in the world why in the world does god use flawed people because he loves us. He just might use a flawed person to minister to someone else. Right? Now, I'm not saying that sin is okay with God, especially in ministers. There's a higher standard in all that but if nothing can separate us from the love of god that is that's the that is albeit temporary that might be the temp, have something to do with the temporary why of why would he let this guy this minister man or woman have secret sin in their life and continue to activate the gifts on their life yeah. why cuz it's not about them at all it's about the people that god's trying to express his love toward Nothing has the right to separate us from the love of God expressed in me, to me, all about me, and upon me, through me, to others. If the greatest love that we can exhibit is to lay down our life for others, that's not in me, for me, all about me. That is God expressing his love to someone else with me involved. And so it's not you know it's everybody quotes that everybody everybody claims that nothing can separate me from God's love. But what if his love is causing you to pour your life out like a drink offering for the benefit of others? Well God wouldn't do that. Oh yes, he would. And he does. Even when the vessel of expressing God's love to us proves to be flawed and sinful. There's a compelling nature for Christ's love compels us. That's that external force. Right? So I want us to think about this. It's NNP. It's internal and external. It's In me so that I can walk true. It's on me so that I can help you. In me so that I can walk true. It's on me so I can help you. And they operate. They work. Is it safe to say that the love of God and the work of God continues to work on our insides and doesn't stop ever? Well then the working of God through his gifts Upon me towards someone else has the same nature to it. Don't be freaked out. When circumstances reveal that somebody's feeling had maintenance issues, okay? And we're right now, I want those of you that we're commissioning, I want you to stand up and come up here, right here because this is a sober moment. Don't think that I'm saying it's okay for leaders to get in real messes and that it's not damaging and that it's not hurtful. Come right up here in the middle, please. And it's not all the things it is, but do not be derailed in your faith and trust for God. for us, it should be a wake-up call. And we need to do the thing that we need to do. Intimacy insulates. It insulates. I'll leave us with this scripture, and then we're going to pray. It's in Jude. Jude. Jude 1 through 24, to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all ages, now, and forevermore. Amen. Don't think I'm saying that we can't be stable or secure. I'm just addressing a dichotomy that causes confusion and the devil can get in the, mic, in the middle of it and twist and confuse. So when we find our ministers and our heroes to be overly human, where they've stumbled in the maintenance and in, in the intentionality and in their intimate personal relationship with Jesus... It doesn't mean that things that happened as a result of the other part of God expressing his love to others is wrong or deceitful or not genuine. That makes sense? So we can rest in that. Now I want, um, we're gonna pray over these wonderful people. And uh, if y'all would stand up Pastor Ross, Amy, Audrey, the rest of our staff, Mountain Gateway and, and altar workers, whoever's here that normally prays over people, I want us just to gather around and then friends, family, interested people because what we want is the internal and the external to have congruency. We don't want it to be incongruent. They just finished an 11-month academy where we worked on the internal things. What are pitfalls? There are promises and power that can help us with the internal. There are also promises and power that energize the external. So, Father, we just say to you, we recognize you. We yield to you. May your presence, your commissioning. God, we are not conferring anything upon these that have yielded to you. We're just recognizing what you've done already in their lives, and in their heart, publicly. We set them apart for the work that, we, that you've called them in, in prayer, and the advance of the gospel in foreign countries, in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask you to bind the evil one in the name of Jesus, that you protect them that you lead them not into temptation, but you deliver them from evil, that the fire of heaven would burn upon them, O God, that you would fill them with the Holy Spirit, that you would baptize them, God, in your spirit, that you would be in them and on them with great power, anointing, competency, gifting, Holiness, righteousness, and peace in the Spirit of God. In Jesus' name.